Greetings, you're watching and or listening to Cantus Firmus. Um, the reason I, I wanted to do this, uh, this quick um, video slash audio is because of an article I came across by conservative commentator David French. Um, and the name of the article, <clears throat> and I'll pull it up if you want to, if you're watching, you can see it, is American Racism, We've Got So Very Far to Go. Um, and what I liked about this article, I should tell you what, I'll start talking about the article first, and then I'll tell you what I liked about it. And French talks about the, um, this kind of desire to uh, maybe want to address something, but not want to join the extremists. And so in talking about something like racism, um, he, he says, you know, he, I, I, he had this idea, you know, sure, there are racists still in this world, but they're not a part of any system I know. Um, thus his kind of tacit rejection of systemic racism. He goes on to say, moreover, compounding the problem, those voices who are most loudly condemning American racism are also the voices that a conservative trusts the least, the least on other issues, such as abortion, religious liberty, economics, <clears throat> or healthcare. Something in the conservative mind and heart rebels. I can't join with them, can I? But then something changed for him. And what that was, was that he adopted a little girl from Ethiopia named Naomi. And he started to notice that there were some um, differences in how uh, they saw Naomi treated compared to their two older children who were white. And then 2016, as he starts criticizing Trump, the alt-right comes after him. And they start uh, sending him pictures of um, his little girl uh, in, a, uh, in a gas chamber with uh, Donald Trump, um, you know, um, pushing the button <laughs> to kill her. Anyway, um, and then he starts to, you know, say, he kind of had this position in the past, you know, we've come so far, which he still doesn't disagree with, but um, there was this other notion that sort of comes in um, uh, on the tail of it now that didn't come before, which was we've got so far to go. <laughs> So he's kind of stuck in this kind of weird place now where on the one hand, he um, still doesn't want to join the radicals on the left. But on the other hand, he's saying, well, there actually is, is a point here about systemic racism um, and about the ongoing existence of racism. And he has this kind of thought experiment, which I thought was helpful. <laughs> he says, you know, um, let's say that you're, you're white and um, let's say only one out of 10 white Americans is actually racist. And the fact of the matter is, and especially in educated quarters of white America, racism is condemned and stigmatized. And so it's not very common that you're going to hear overtly racist sentiments or maybe even many covertly racist statements. And so the vast majority of the people you encounter aren't racist and the minority who will remain who are there will, will, will remain silent because they don't want to lose social standing. But if you're, if you're black, you're African-American, um, that means that 10% of the white people you encounter are going to hate you or think less of you because of the color of your skin. And that's going to have an impact. So if one of them is a cop uh, that pulls you over for no good reason or a store clerk who follows you around when you shop, the fact of the matter is it may still be the case that most people don't hold these you know, racist views or whatever, but it's still going to be something that you see, you know, pretty regularly. And 
you know, you're going to look at your white friends and say, you know, how can you not see it? He also, of course, points out that, um, you know, slavery was legal until 1865 and defended. Um, and discrimination was lawful and acceptable uh, for most people in the public until 1964. Um, and then we've got about 56 years since then. And so, you know, how do you get over 345 years of, of legal and cultural discrimination um, in 56 years? You, you don't you don't do it completely. Now you can make some strides, and we certainly have, but it doesn't get addressed all at once. So, in the end, he uh, makes some suggestions uh, based on um, what a progressive friend of his at Vox, Jane Coaston, uh, suggests. Uh, and it's a three-point um, three uh, platform. One is end qualified immunity. Two is curtail the power of police unions. And three, we probably need fewer laws in general. So here's what I like about the article. Um, I agree with him about people not wanting to join extremists. And, and so one thing I've noticed is that when someone starts to care about some inequity and they want to repair it, there's always someone telling them that if they don't accept some deluxe, um, radical, progressive package, they might as well go home. So like if someone's concerned about women not having the same opportunities as men, for example, there's always a radical feminist saying, well, you also need to support abortion on demand or reject heterosexual sex as inherently a form of rape or something like that. And so then when the concerned moderate or conservative hears that, it's no longer about correcting an inequity. That, it's that, that very simple focus becomes cloudy. But now it's, do I take on a radical political platform that doesn't make sense to me? Or do you say, well, maybe there isn't that much of an issue after all, because the people saying me that there is, they, they seem to be nuts, you know? So what I like about this article is that it gives people a way in um, and creates a political common ground of practical solutions that aren't um, as a Black Lives Matters uh, national platform suggests, dismantling the nuclear family or something like that. Now, it's possible that I'm giving um, these people who pull out of the discussion too much coverage. You know, um, maybe they are using um, the radicals as an excuse not to get involved. That could be in some cases. But what I love about this article is that that doesn't really give them any cover. It doesn't give them a way forward because here's David French, a conservative, and he's making some suggestions um, about fixing it that come from a progressive, but that sound very conservative or libertarian. Um, and says, you know, listen, I can speak from practical experience. It makes sense rationally that you can't address all these issues in 56 years that have been so deep seated in our culture. Um, and so what I think we need more of is more of these uh, perspectives by guys like French who are saying, um, you know, there is a middle ground, there is a common ground, there is a middle way where we can actually get together on this. And what I saw after the death of George Floyd um, was conservatives finally were moving more toward that middle and saying, okay, maybe you guys were right. There, there's an issue here. And this was just unconscionable. And I'm not even going to defend the police officer. And I hope he goes to prison. And then progressives seem to say, well, 
um, instead of saying, okay, hey, you're, you're closer to us. That's great. Let's, let's get together on this. They sort of went, Phew! it was like the, the stinky kid wanted to sit with them in the cafeteria. And so they just went over to the other side um, and they just went far left, um, you know, defending riots and this other stuff. Um, and so I, I want to see more common ground like this. Um, and, you know, the radicals may still have their points of view, but let's get together on some of these things that are so basic that we can all pretty much agree on or should agree on that many of us at the very least are going to agree on. Um, and let's recognize that there's a problem and get together on and address it. Let's move forward as a people. Anyway, so that's, that are, those are my thoughts on the subject. And I, um, I just thought that the article was so helpful and um, had such a good vantage point that I wanted to make sure other people were aware of it. Now, uh, I read it at the dispatch where he has a column um, and the name of the article is American Racism, We've Got So Very Far to Go. Thank you for listening. <laughs>